Hi, welcome to Navigating the Spectrum with Michelle Portlock. I'm your host, Michelle Portlock, and I'm so happy that you're with me today. Today, I have Sam Mitchell, and Sam Mitchell is autistic, and he runs a successful podcast called Autism Rocks and Rolls. Sam is a motivational speaker, entrepreneur, he sells merchandise, and writes creatively for for his podcast. Sam also has published a TED Talk called Sold Structure, and Sam recently graduated from high school. Sam, thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, good to be here. I'm so glad that you said yes to joining me. And I just want to start by asking you about your autism experience thus far, but I want to kind of go into your past. How Tell us how old you were when you were diagnosed as autistic. Four, 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 four. I was diagnosed with four at four years old. I think I showed a lot of key, like symptoms. I guess what the doc technically call it. Mm-hmm. So I showed a lot of symptoms where I didn't like loud noises. I didn't like this. It was just classic textbook 101 symptoms. Sure. sure. Do you remember any of that from your childhood? Like some of those experiences that you had? Not being told I was diagnosed. Sure. I, but- I remember being read a book by called Understanding Sam. And figuring out, okay, that they're telling me I have this. And it was kind of a eureka moment because that explained a lot of why I do the stuff I do mm-hmm. and why people were just not accepting of who I was. Yeah. It was called, the book was called Understanding Sam. Yep. That's really interesting. I like that there was a resource available for you to look at and say, I connect with that. That makes sense to me. So I like that that existed. Um, What are some of the challenges that you have experienced as you've grown up an autistic man? Uh, Some of the challenges, I have really bad anxiety. I've Mm -hmm. been very known to have foot and mouth syndrome a lot Mm -hmm. of times in my life. Um, Sometimes I think, uh, my life is my way or the highway, which I'm not, which is basically saying I don't do plan B's and I have some yeah. sensory issues. So I don't like a, wearing a wet t-shirt or holes in my clothes. I never really have like that. I probably won't change that if yeah. I had a guess. And let me see what else. Let me think of another one. Another one will hit me in a minute. Oh, and I used to do um, obsessions, which is what we call the practicing for our future skills, because they're going to do, in my opinion, they're going to be successful with that skill in the future, no matter how much they drive the parents crazy. <laughs> I actually like that preparing for your future skills. I've never heard it phrased like that. Did you come up with that? Mom did. It wasn't preparing. I, it was practicing. Oh, I practicing. think she came up with it. Oh, I like that. Practicing for your future skills. Well, it is true because some of those things that you get hyper-focused on and that's all you want to do and think about like that can be expanded into Um, the very things that you do in your future, like career wise. So I kind I kind of love that. How have you learned? Oh, there's no hit me. I couldn't think of this one. Yeah, what's that? Um, I have experienced before what's called autistic burnout, which is basically not like a typical burnout where you get bored with something, Mm -hmm. which is basically where you look at something and you get fun because the fact that you're high functioning and you know neurologically it's not possible. Oh. I know it's not neurologically. I don't think it's going to be possible for me to drive. I hate to doubt it, but I'm just being truthful. Mm-hmm. And it drives me nuts some days that I can't hop in a car because of how much I clamp up when I drive. Mm-hmm. I think it's really smart, though, that you know that it's most likely at this time 
not a safe thing for you to choose to do. So, but I can see how that would be really frustrating. What have you done to get around not being able to drive? I just stay home a lot and I try to basically rely on other people if needed. Mm -hmm. I'm terrible with asking others to drive me around because I feel like it's mean, but I'm trying to work on that. Yeah, I don't. But I, I, I definitely don't mind hopping in the car with family. That's definitely a lot of the sources I use. I use family, mm-hmm. other family members. That's good. I like that they're there to support you in that. Some of the challenges that you were listing, I mean, you were saying like you don't like wearing wet. Was it wet shirts or wet clothes? Wet shirts. Wet shirts. And I mean, in all honesty, I don't even know that's something that would you would ever really accommodate for other than to say you're not going to do it because it just doesn't work for you. <laughs> so but I wanted to ask you, have you learned some managing skills for some of these challenging experiences? Uh, no, an example of that, though, I was going to a award ceremony and it was raining and it was nice clothes and nice clothes are, you know, tight when they're wet. Basically, I just had to sit in the weirdest position possible in order to get comfortable. Oh, man. So you were forced to wear the wet clothes and you just made it happen because you had to. Yeah, I couldn't take anything off. I had nothing else on. Yeah, (laughs) that limits your options for sure. So I guess what you're telling me is if you really have to, you can. But those aren't things you're ever going to really choose for yourself. Right. There's an option to take the clothes off. It's coming off. (laughs) <laughs> I actually get that. Um, so tell me, what have you learned about yourself over the years? Are there some things, lessons that you've learned over time about who you are? Well, I know I am on the spectrum. That's been clarified. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm the type of person who isn't the best with socializing. However, I try to, even though I'm not the best. And I think it's worked pretty well for me. I have some good amount and decent amount of friends who either are involved with autism or mental health or some mm-hmm. are not or just really respect the work that I do or just actually care about me, period, which mm-hmm. I don't know how I do it, but I do. Well, I guess I got the charm if I had to guess. <laughs> I love hearing that. That makes me happy. What would you share with parents that are raising an autistic child? Is there anything you'd say to a parent? Yeah. Don't get stuck in the label because there are uh, there are going to be some when you hear the word autism. I know my mother went through this. She went through a period where she was worried about her future. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying don't go through that, but it's a legit concern. So Mm -hmm. I I think you have your right to be fearful if if they're going to do this, if they're going to cook a piece of sausage, if they're going to get married. Mm -hmm. You have every right to fear that. But you can't just look at that. You need to remove the label, still have it. But hop out of the box and look out, okay, there's more around the box than in it because there's some great creative ideas that they're going to do. And they will be successful, period. It just may not be in the way you wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. Or maybe what you thought it would be. So I feel like what you're saying to parents is lean into the strengths of your child and maybe take a little breather from focusing on the label of autism and look at your child as a whole person. Would that be a correct way to say that? Yeah, to summarize, if you're trying to summarize it up, sure. 
Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, I know that you were on a TED talk and that the TED talk was called Soul Structure. Tell me about how you got to that place. Like what led you to participating in a TED talk? Well, a couple of people nominated me was the first reason. And it initially was very much um, just trying to figure out if we're going to do it. And then I got an email basically that says, okay, we're interested. Like, okay, sweet. Yay. Know that we got to know the text lady. Well, she's awesome. But turning to actually my mom's a teacher. So she actually brought some of her students to do, to do a TED talk as well, which was pretty awesome as well as me. But mine was about why those on the spectrum need soul structure. I mean, not soul structure. Wow. Need structure. Mm-hmm. Basically didn't have some pinball. I went more into it. But that's how it happened, really. And we had to do it virtual because of COVID, but still labeled as a TEDx talk. And you cool. can find it online easily, too. Under uh, Just pulling up TED Talks and look up Sold Structure with Sam Mitchell. Sure. I bet if you type something like that, it will pop up. If not, it's on my website, autismrocksandrolls.com. Okay. What does, Sam, tell me what Sold Structure means. Well, Sold Structure means... Basically, just that's a good question. Soul structure. We couldn't really think of a good title for the talk, so we had to come up with a good one, and we got the topic, which was structure. But we couldn't think of an idea, so we came with soul because you're trying to sell structure out. You're trying to sell the structure that we need. Mm-hmm. Kind, of the made, business, kind of the entrepreneur business side coming out of me, I suppose. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Okay, it made me think of structure is good for the soul. <laughs> Right. So that's kind of where it's it took my partial mind. that, but yeah, we yeah. partial that. I think that is more part of it too, because we spelled it S O U L E D, but it was also kind of a play on words with selling and sold out. Oh, I'm with you. Okay, I'm with you on that. So, Sam, if people want to find you, where can they find you on social media? Where are some places they could come to find you? They can find me on a lot of your favorite media platform, basically. If you think I'm there, I'm probably there. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Okay. And are you just um, under Sam Mitchell? That's my, that's my home base, web, not my home base, my, where my podcast really lies. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so if they're looking for your podcast, if, if people would like to listen to Sam Mitchell's podcast, it's called Autism Rocks and Rolls. How many episodes have you produced so far? Over 60, I think, of last county, maybe uh, lost count. So I've done 60 last season, and right now I'm at 26. So wow. I guess add 60 to 26, that's your number. Okay. And um, how do you find your guests? What kind of people are you bringing on your podcast? You just have to have a story. That's my, I want to make it, in, I want to make it as inclusive as possible. Mm-hmm. So that's my only rule. So I've been there some with the spectrum, like Temple Grandin, Mick Foley, who are all have relation to autism. But then there's some who just have a story. I had a one time an ex-convict. That was the main story with him. Had people from the UK who have worked with the autism spectrum field. Mm-hmm. I've had American Idol contestants, America's Got Talent contestants, NASCAR drivers who are on the spectrum, and MMA fighter with autism and Down syndrome to list a few. Wow. Well, I better get on and start listening. These sound like really, really interesting guests and such a variety of guests too. So, well, Sam, I just 
want to thank you for being on the podcast today. I feel like you've shared some, first of all, the fact that people can go and listen to you and what you do and some of the things that you have produced and just knowing a little bit more about how you've experienced autism and some of the challenges that you've had. I appreciate you taking the time to share. Thank you, Sam Mitchell. Welcome. Um, for those of you that are listening, you can also follow me on Instagram at navigating.the.spectrum. Thanks for joining us.